can't handle the truth. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Do I feel lucky? Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little bit of a hiatus caused by weather, lack of movies, me being sick for a while, and I think Tracy went out of town. But we are back with another episode of Through the Lens with Darren and... Tracy. And we are reviewing what... And I have to ask you, Tracy, because I've misstated this name every time I've referenced the movie. Moonfall. Yeah, I call it like Moon Rising and all sorts of stuff. Moonfall. Okay. So... Let's get the nitty-gritty out of the way. How long is Moonfall and what is it rated? Moonfall is two hours exactly, and it's PG-13. I know one of the things people come to us for is some other details. Uh, it is does not have an end credit scene. No, it doesn't. So you can leave, especially after two hours. If you, if you drank a lot, you can get out of there. So this is one of those movies I kind of have been missing its name because I didn't even I hadn't heard anything about it. I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't know anything, you know, I didn't know about it. I never saw a trailer, but it's it's here. They didn't really promote it well, um, or a lot, because I didn't see much either. So um, I guess the thing we should start with is like what the heck is Moonfall in, in its 30 second like or one sentence tagline? Or do you want me to go for it this time? The moon is falling to the earth and a couple of people have to save the world. Yes, and if you want to put it another way, it's like Armageddon and the core, and that's, I think it's like Armageddon, but if you've seen the core, disaster movies where like two random, three random people have to save the day. It's not exactly like Armageddon, but it's kind of like that, I yeah. think. So I think I want to start with, before we get into actors, who directed this, because this will tell you what this movie's about. Roland Emmerich. Doesn't Roland Emmerich do, like, every disaster-type movie ever? Yes, he did um, 2012. Um, he did other disaster Did he do The movies. Day After Tomorrow? The one where it was, everything was freezing? I don't know if he did or not. I don't know if he did that or not, but it's possible. But let's put it this way. There's a lot of stuff from 2012 that you would probably catch in this movie. Like, the, the grand spectacle disaster of the water sweeping over buildings and... Boats are always, there's so many boats in the world that happen to be caught up in these tsunamis that come in and crash and stuff like that. And there's also the like somehow random, like the character survived, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And then there's always the like heroism from a few characters because they got to die to show that, you know, not everyone died. And that's, right. that's pretty much the hallmark of a Roland Emmerich film as far as I am concerned. With this film, you know, I've seen The Abyss, I've seen Prometheus, I've seen any one of the Matrix movies. I think you might be misleading people. There were like glimpses of like things you might remember, but it's really a lot more like Armageddon, the day yes. after tomorrow, yes. or uh, the core, where something's going bad on the earth and it's all falling apart. Yes. Like you're, you've got some stylistic points, I catch that, but yeah. th those are not like the movies this is. This is a disaster movie. Right. Okay, who's in it? And Hallie, we, we, fig Barry. we figured they spent all their, we decided they spent all their money on a few characters and then the rest we hadn't heard of. So Halle Berry is in it. Yep. Is she like not aging? She's not aging. She looks gorgeous. I mean, is that special effects or something? How old is she? I think she's 50. I was thinking that too, and I'm sorry, Halle Berry, if we have this wrong, but she looked like 30. She looked 28. Okay, I'll go with that too. <laughs> I, I don't want to be the one to say it, but yeah, I don't know. All right, who else is in the movie? Uh, Patrick Wilson. Okay, Tracy said the smartest thing ever, and I'm just going to repeat it. She said Patrick Wilson is the poor man's... Uh, who was it? Christopher, Christopher Pratt. Pratt. He's the poor man's Christopher Pratt. He totally is. But 
no offense, we love you, Patrick Wilson. You were perfect in this movie. He was perfect in this movie. He is very much a poor man's Chris Pratt, but he's less, a little less funny, which is what a disaster movie needs because it, it's not a funny movie. Um, so he was in it, and you don't know Patrick Wilson, but you've seen him in stuff. He's like in stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. I remember him. He was in this movie where he moved into a neighborhood, and like his neighbor oh, was, uh, I think it might have been Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, Lakeview Terrace. And he was like a jerk, and he's like yes. a bad, yeah. Yeah, Samuel Jackson was a bad cop. Right. And he was married to Carrie Washington, and he just didn't like that, so. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Oh, you saw that movie too? Yeah, yeah right. Lakeview Terrace. So uh, I'll just throw out Michael Pena is in this movie. I have to get my Marvel reference. He's an Ant-Man. Uh, I think he was also in End of Watch. Is that the same? Yes, yes, um, he was. He was. He had his moments in this movie. Um, I do have to say, your guy was in this. Tracy was so excited. I don't think this is a spoiler. She was so excited to see Donald Sutherland. She's like, I love him. He's the greatest actor. Well, and, I didn't say the greatest actor. I just love him because you don't see him a lot anymore. I know he's getting older. And, and speaking of that theme, you don't see him a lot in this movie. So if you <laughs> don't don't go to this movie hoping to see a brilliant acting performance like Donald Sutherland, I think he had three lines, maybe yeah. four. Yeah, and about the casting, I, I don't even know where to begin. It, Pat, uh, Wilson was a good part. Everyone else is kind of weirdly mismatched. Well, the other guy was good. The bad guy, the bad dude? No, the, the good guy. Which good guy? Chase. Was his name Chase? Which one are you talking about? The ex-husband? No. Oh, the fat guy? Yes. Oh, yeah, he was, well, okay, so here's the thing. You've seen this movie before. You've got the disgraced hero who has to come back and reclaim himself. You got the estranged family because when he went, his downfall, they don't like him. You've got the nerdy guy who figures everything out. You've got uh, the government people doing stupid government things that have to be stopped. Yes. It pretty much has every disaster movie like cliche you need in it. And so yes, the nerdy guy was, if you're gonna have a nerdy tech guy who magically figures out more than all of the governments, then they cast the right guy, I think. Yes. Um, is that all the f- famous people that are in this movie that we need to go over? Probably. I, I think that's, that's probably it. it. It also has this big cast. I'll say there's like, you follow the Patrick Wilson Save the World theme. You got to follow the family struggling against the, the natural disasters on Earth thing. That's like every movie like this. And, and, and the one thing I will give this movie credit for, it didn't have a dog that survived. I hate that. Oh, yeah. They always have like a dog or a cat. Well, the- Cat. What was his name? Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz, yeah, Fuzz Aldrin. <laughs> so anyway, um, I what? Okay, so the plot is basically the moon is. Did you know the? Can I say what the moon is, or is that a spoiler? I think that's a spoiler. All right, let's just say there's a very interesting theory about what the moon is and what's happening with the moon. But if you watch this theory, you'll learn a lot about Tracy. Anyway, you're learning about the, the moon is coming to Earth and wreaking havoc, and we got to save it. Tracy turns to me at some point and says, They probably had to do some scientific studies to make sure this is accurate. And I just laughed in her face in the middle of the movie. Well, you know, on, on real movies, they have consultants. Like, there, there was with medical no cons- movies, they have consultants. There was no consultants on <laughs> there, this movie. There is no consultancy I mean, whatsoever. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, so, this movie is a big, dumb disaster flick. And I don't use dumb in a pejorative sense. It's just a big, dumb action movie. So I'm not going to go into the plot because the plot is what you've seen. But let's talk about did you enjoy it. It's two hours. It's a long, long running time for a movie. Yeah, it's, it's two hours. Um, it's pretty short compared to the ones we've had of late. You <laughs> That's know? true. Um, you know, we were, we were saying lines and finishing lines. All right, so in terms of the writing, we were, we were literally 
predicting the lines of the movie because it's got every cliche like that's not going to happen on my watch and that's yeah. not in the movie but like everything that happens so like we, we predicted about 12 lines in the movie literally exactly yes we said them out loud it was so funny. and then they said it so so writing wise it's literally like insert line here but i found it very entertaining i mean it moved fast the beginning was a little slow because they were trying to establish the characters yeah but once the disaster stuff started happening i mean Let's put it this way. They put together the mission to the moon in like 15 minutes of screen time. Because in Armageddon, it took like half an hour of training. Remember, they had to yes. get the, the roughneck crew to like go underwater. This time, they're like, hey, you've never been in space before? Cool, just jump on in. <laughs> Come yeah, on. jump on in. Help us. <laughs> It'll work. Um, and so it breezed along. They kind of like just said, okay. And then some of the, uh, there's a lot of lapses if you think about like how did they find this person during the disaster. You just have to. Uh, suspend your disbelief. Yeah, there was a little... For me, there was a little bit too much... I wanted more, like, fighting the moon and and saving the world other than these backstories. I thought there was too much time on that. There's a lot of backstories. Yeah. But they all... But just like any good action movie, they had the rede- everyone had the redemption moment. Yes, ev- everybody did, for sure. And the uh, minor antagonists I introduced about two-thirds of the movie, Tracy said, were perfectly cast. Yeah. And, and while... Good guys need their redemption moment. Bad guys need their comeuppance moment. And they got that pretty they, well. They got it. <laughs> and I, I don't think this is a spoiler alert because, like, dude, you know it's going to happen, Yeah, right? you know it's going to happen. So I felt that it breezed through. The, I mean, it was a little slow because we're like, wait, I thought this was a movie about, like, disasters. But it picked up about half an hour in. And the rest of the movie was, like, nonstop insanity and fun. And it's stuff you've probably seen before, but it was cool. So let's talk about those special effects, Miss Tracy. Let me, let me, before we get to that... You know, Darren always has a comic book reference to people. Okay, Patrick Wilson. For those of you in the in the um, the other universe, DC. Yes, in the DC universe, was King Orm. (laughs) That's right, he was Aquaman. Which is also weird because he didn't look anything like Jason Momoa, but yeah, he wasn't. He was in that. So that's where you've seen him. That's where you've seen him. I mean, I'm looking. Fargo, the TV series, um, The Conjuring, he was in that, Insidious. Okay, now that you open up the Patrick Wilson door again, can I just say something about Patrick Wilson? Yes. He is weird to me because he also he looks pretty just normal, but he also somehow looks exotic. Like He looks kind yes. of exotic for someone who's basically just a regular white dude, but something about him, like in Orm, he looked kind of Atlantean. Like He does look kind of, what is he's, it? He looks a little he's weird. He's kind of... Do you get that? Yeah, I kind of like him. I like his look a oh, little bit. Oh, Tracy's kind of got the Matt Damon smile going on here. Yeah, he was in The Watchmen, too, Night Owl. Yes, he was. Yeah, he's been in stuff. He's been in stuff, yeah. But he's not, he doesn't, you don't go to the movies to see him. You probably go to see Halle Berry or, in Tracy's case, unfortunately, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> and if you blink, you'll miss, <laughs> you'll miss him. You did not need to be him. I'm so mad about that. Uh, I, special effects. Um... Yeah, the opening scene. I mean, it really kind of set the tone for the rest of the movie. So uh, the opening scene is a, a scene in space. It's the opening, so we're not spoiling it. And it did a good job of capturing the... I kind of feel it's very terrifying being out in space, like on those spacewalks. Yeah. I, anytime I see a movie where they're flying around in space with those little cords, I'm like, oh, they're going to fly off and die. Right. Um, so it captured that kind of like from... What was that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock? What was it, Sandra yes, Bullock? It kind of yes. had that feeling. So that was kind of its own separate little scene, like the you know, the prequel part. And then once they got to the, you know, the moon's getting close, it moved from that to just like, how much crazy havoc can I wreak due to gravity? There was like, what was it called? The moon gravity where the gravity's acting weird and yes. things are flying around. And yep. then, you know, buildings getting blown up. And as I said, yachts being swept up in water that's going across cities and stuff. So it, 
it can get mind-numbing at a point because, like, how do you top the last ex- insane explosions? But I thought they were pretty cool. I mean, it was not cheesy. Yes, and the way <laughs> the way um, they portrayed people moving with the gravity and the loss of gravity was kind of cool. Yes, and, and there was they had, they had to work in some had to work in at least one car chase, you yes. know, because obviously when the world's ending, you got the car chase. So. Car chase was kind of fun, but it, it was playing around with that. You know, things falling down from the sky and almost hitting it. So, I mean, look, it was fun. It was dumb, but there's a lot of money on that screen. Like, they didn't, they didn't cheap out on the special effects. I don't think Roland Emmerich does that, but there was a lot of yeah. special effects budget. And I'm sure thing. Donald Sutherland got paid a gazillion dollars for <laughs> his blink-on, blink-off moment. They, they, they definitely put most of the money on the screen. Because some of the cast who had major roles I'd never seen before. Yeah, I... Yeah, the Although, casting was not. Do the we best. do we agree that the kid was actually pretty good? Yes, the little boy was good. Halle Berry's son. <laughs> not in real life, but you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know who he was. Yeah. Um, who's gonna like this movie, Tracy? <laughs> well, people that like disaster flicks, anyone that like, you know, San Andreas, and of course Armageddon that you've referenced. Oh, San Andreas is another good reference. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like San Andreas because it was like one dude's got to get all the way across the country to save his kid. Like, meanwhile, everyone's dying, but we're focused on this one guy in his RV. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, what was the other movie I just saw? What was the one with uh, Woody Harrelson where he's like a crazy guy and they go find him? Was that San Andreas? And it's got Cusack as a limo driver. That was 2012, I think. Yeah. It's a, it reminded me a lot of 2012, to yeah. be honest. It had all the touch points of 2012. But yeah. you got that. You got... I don't think people have seen this movie, but I think The Core was a very cool movie. That's a movie where the Earth's core was like... Hillary Swank, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and they had to go into the center of the Earth to like set a nuclear bomb off to restart our core. So yeah. we did. I, It's the same movie. They're all the same movie. But if you like these movies, this movie is enjoyable. It's dumb. Like, the writing, as I said, we predicted it. You kind of know what's going to happen to every character. But that's not why you're watching this movie. It's just fun to see it. And there's a lot of money on that screen. It looks pretty. The The... the uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I didn't like the antagonist. I'll just say that. They could have done more with that. Yeah, they the could have. <laughs> thing? Yes. Yes, they could have. Yeah. But, but the disaster effects were cool. The space thing at the beginning was cool. The characters are pretty likable, even though the writing was pretty bad. Well, and they could have. I'm just mad because they could have. Donald Sutherland could have played Patrick Wilson's dad or something. She wants more Donald <laughs> Sutherland. She will just, not be interested. It was a waste. They, and I didn't even like the character. Yeah, but it, it worked because they wanted to... You were the one person who came to the movie just to see Donna Sutherland. I, I guess you were in the theater, so you didn't pay, so it didn't work. But yeah. that's why they did, to I put mean, his name on it. Just, yeah. Just, hey, listeners, when Tracy gives her score, just know that she's artificially deflating it because she got Donald Sutherland baited. You got rickrolled by Donald Sutherland, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there, uh, in terms of scaring kids and whatnot, I mean, there's a lot of violence, but it's, you don't really see anything bad no no it's pg-13 there's it's, a couple of minor curse words but nothing like too bad yeah i don't i just think i mean maybe younger kids might get scared with the thing yeah but yeah no it, anyone can see it. i mean parker's not seeing it but she's three but right. a pg-13 you could see it um and you won't be bored and, and you certainly won't be bored right i'll tell you that so uh i agree with who's gonna like it tracy do you have a score? Why do I always have to go first? I'll go first. I'm curious. This is the first time I actually care what your score is. I, I came out wrong, but I really want to know what your score is. 
my score of Moonfall, I'm, I'm divided because like Darren said, it was kind of dumb. But it, was, <laughs> it was so dumb, but so but, fun. But there, it was, it was kind of fun too. 7.5. You winced. 7.5. Remember. 7.5. I didn't want to give it a 7, but I didn't want to give it an 8. Well, that's the only answer you really have is 7.5. Yeah. Okay. I'm the softer grader on dumb action movies because A, I want them to keep being made, and B, my, I walk in there knowing it's going to be dumb and fun, and I didn't know what this movie was. I'm giving it an 8. This is not the best movie of all time. It's not an 8 movie. I went in there. I turned off my brain. I laughed. I predicted it, but not in a way that made me mad, just in a way that made, made me feel almost like smart. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can write a movie. So if you want to go turn off your brain, watch it, and you're going to go and say, Darren, that movie sucked. And I, and I will tell you, you were right. But it was fun, and it, it was, was a great. Fun. You you know you got two hours that you don't you know you were able to just sit back and. It's like they made this movie for me. They just didn't have a monkey in it. Like if they could have had somehow worked that in there, yes, it might have gotten the ten. If there was a pet monkey, it, it, it would have gone through the roof. So again, yes. don't you're going to be mad at me. I'm not telling you this is a great movie. I'm telling you it's a fun movie. I'll put it this way: I gave a high score to the most recent Fast and Furious movie, and my brother got mad at me because he said that was really weird. Yeah. Although he hadn't seen the other ones. It's the same thing. It's not a great movie. It's just fun, dumb, a lot of money on the screen. So yeah. don't be mad. All right, when can we watch this movie, Tracy? Um, you can watch this movie in the Brown Family Generations Theater in our balcony um, on Friday, 5 and 8, Saturday, 2, 5 and 8, Sunday, 1 and 4. And if people are like, okay, I get it. I'm not a moon, moonfall dude. What else can they see this weekend? They can see... Um, Marry Me, the new J-Lo movie in our main theater, and they can see Academy Award-nominated film Licorice Pizza in our first Commonwealth Bank side theater. Okay, so I cannot promise this, but I'm trying to provide a service to you, the listeners. I cannot see Marry Me. My review would not be helpful to anyone here. I'm trying to recruit my wife and sometimes guest stand-in reviewer, Marsha, to watch Marry Me like on Monday. If I can do this, I will have a review for you of this movie. But if not, what's coming out the week after that, Tracy? Do you know? The week after that, um, starting on February 18th, we will have Uncharted. Boom! And I know I will have a special guest joining us for that review. My brother's coming to town. Oh, yeah, your brother. Yeah, and we actually played that game, so we're ready. I think you, the two of you should do it. Oh, you're trying to get out of it. All right, that's fine. Yeah, My I'm, brother. I'm getting out of it because I know nothing about that video game, and I think it would be really great fun to listen to you two go back and forth. Fair enough. So my brother and I will review that in a couple weeks. We might have a bonus episode coming on Monday or Tuesday, but we'll definitely review Uncharted on Thursday. Sounds good. See y'all soon, next week, earlier. Who knows? See ya. Thanks for listening. Thank you.